0: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. I have to say this podcast has really been so much fun to do, and today is another example of that. I'm going to be introducing you to someone you may have already heard of, and maybe you haven't, but his name is Andy Slammons. I love the last name, by the way. And he said it to me when he when I asked him. I said, "Hey, you know, how do you pronounce your last name?" And he said, "It's like slamming a basketball." I said, "Awesome," because my son's a big basketball player, so uh, you know I kind of can relate to that. So Andy Slammons is on the show today, and some of you may have uh, you know either interacted with him or seen some of the posts that he's uh, that he's been included in and and helping in in our uh, Facebook group, or not my Facebook group, but the one that we belong to, the FBA uh, private label. Labeling group and uh, he's really really doing a great job and he's come from uh, you know starting off with you know doing the arbitrage then moving into the private label uh, you know business model and that's what we're really going to be discussing today we're gonna really go into his story we're gonna we're gonna learn how he chooses products uh, why he picked private labeling. Uh, how to choose your first product, how to launch your first product, uh, you know, and and basically just some real good advice for all of us, all right, and that's why I love this show so much. So without discussing anything further, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Andy and the beginning of this interview, so enjoy. Well, hey everyone, welcome back, and this is going to be a very exciting show because I've got another Uh, FBA seller from the Facebook group that kind of where we found everyone, but his name is Andy Slammons and you may have seen him posting some of his earnings, uh, some of his, uh, you know, some of his recommendations on what he's doing. And I'm really, really excited to have him on the call. And uh, I think we're just going to kind of dive right in, Andy. Uh, Thanks for being here.
1: Sure. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited uh, about your show. I saw there in the Facebook group. I think you made it, it was at number 14 on the business um, podcast. Yeah. So yeah. That's great. Yeah, that
0: was crazy. I I never expected that, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's going going great. And I think all in all of business, I was like 32 next to like Susie Orman or something. Wow, (laughs) which is crazy, right? I mean, that's terrific. You know, so it's cool. I mean, so it's just showing that people are definitely digging the show, which is awesome. And it's guys like you or women that like you that are, you know, so we can kind of get the Amazon sellers and you know that are willing to share and. Um, It's funny. Before we dive in, though, I I just want to say I I was just looking through my messages and someone had said that they really like liking the show and they said, but, you know, do you think that this is going to saturate the market? Do you think that this is (laughs) going to, you know, and my my wife asked me the same thing the other day, too. And she's like, you know, do you think that you're bringing it? And I said, you know what? There's going to be one, maybe two percent of people that are actually going to take action and do it. And I hate to be that way, and I hate to say that, but A, it costs money to get started, and a lot of people don't have that capital to start. And 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 B, you know, it it really, you know, people have to actually do the work. So we can, you know, we can. This has been happening for years, and information or information products and everything. People say, you know, we go ahead and we we give them all this information, but for them to actually implement it. So if you're listening, be the one or two percent. You know and, and implement what we're going to discuss here on this podcast and, and future podcasts. So, all right, with that all being said, um, yeah, let's just kind of dive in. I mean, you've been, uh, you've been pretty successful here and I know you've done some arbitrage type stuff, which I I think we'll talk about too, but let's just kind of take people back to kind of, you know, where you were, what you used to do maybe, and then kind of how you got into Amazon and then how you got into private labeling.
1: Sure. So, um my initial um, a profession was a, a youth worker. My wife and I were house parents at a, a boarding school for kids who are financially needy. So we did that for 15 years. Wow. That's what I went to college for. I have a degree in, in youth ministry. Nice. And, uh, and business was like the furthest thing from my mind. Uh, I actually have uh, three brothers. They're all in the uh, corporate world. And I was the youngest of four boys. And uh, and seeing them and and you know hearing the conversation around the uh, the dinner table, I didn't want anything to do with business, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so I kind of went the opposite direction. So I, I was a, a youth worker, and about two years ago, um, a friend of mine had been selling on Amazon for about two years. And she started telling me about these amazing margins that she was getting. So she would go to thrift stores. She would go to retail stores and then send stuff in. And honestly, when she first told me about it, I thought it was like a multi-level marketing scheme, you know, because she, <laughs> she, <would> right? <laughs> yeah. she was telling me she was buying books at thrift stores for $5 and selling them for a hundred. And I was like, come on, Amy, there's no way you can get margins that good. Yeah. And so I just actually kept blowing her off for two years. She kept telling me because she was a, a house parent as well. So she kept telling me, and you need to look at this. You know, it's it's just a little part time, you know, side hustle. And so finally, two years, you know, after her um, f- telling me about it, she finally convinced me. I started looking at it, and and sure enough, she was right. And so you know, I started um, off going to thrift stores, uh, scanning books, scanning various items there. I moved to retail to stores like Target, Walmart. I can remember like one of my first big buys, I spent three thousand dollars at a Walmart. It was like two months after Christmas. So they were clearancing all their toys. And on every single item, I I it it hit the three times rule. And so you know I was buying it for 10 and selling it on Amazon for at least 30 or more. And and so that that kind of that I got the bug and the fire was lit. Wow. And and so that first year, I was just part-time, but I did about 120000 nice. and, um and just continued building. So I went from thrifting to retail to doing a lot of online ARB and uh, and just continued to scale up until it got to a point where my wife and I had to decide either I had to scale the business down because it was so successful and it was taking a lot of time, mm-hmm. or we had to make a decision and transition out of our, uh, position that we'd been at for 15 years. Right. So, um, you know, as we were thinking about it, the business was, was still growing. So we finally made that decision in May of 2014 and we went full time um, and to, to me selling on Amazon. Wow. So that was kind of how I started. Wow.
0: That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. The the one thing that I I have to say, and I kind of did something similar to a while ago, this is going back before I even had my, my information, uh, uh, market that I do now or that I have been in the past. That's gotten me to where I am. I've been full-time online now for over five years, but I was always in that kind of space, but on eBay. And I remember going to like Christmas tree shop and buying like these wooden cedar bridges for like 20 bucks, but they were selling for a hundred bucks. And me and my <laughs> wife went in, and we were going to pay for our kids' tuition because we sent them to a Christian school. And uh, you know, we, we were like, you know, if we can just get an extra two, three thousand, so we went and bought two thousand dollars worth of these bridges. You know, in in a, a store, we were hauling out these big boxes, <laughs> and we sold them all. You know, right. and I from that point forward, I knew that you know you can make money online. So it, it's funny because you were kind of thinking the same thing, like, yeah, you can't do that. And then when it happened, I think when you got that sale, you're like, wow, it can happen.
1: You know, yeah, it's absolutely. amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right. So you did the arbitrage thing. You know, that's what people you call arb. you know, that's kind of the short term for but arbitrage, meaning you go in, you find something at, like you said, a thrift store or even go into Target where it's all packaged from a major brand. You find a a margin where you can mark it up at least three times. And then from there, you list it and sell it. And uh, and that's that's been successful. Now, when did you start thinking about private labeling?
1: Yeah, so right around the same time that we were thinking about transitioning into me doing this full-time, I realized that the competition on branded products like Nerf guns or, you know, Monster High dials is really fierce. Mm -hmm. And so those branded products on Amazon, you know, they're really good sellers, really good ranks. But what happens is you're competing sometimes, you know, against a hundred other sellers for what Amazon calls the buy box. Yes. And so, you know, what would happen is you buy something in a store, and by the time you get it home, by the time you get it shipped into Amazon, those margins, you know, maybe you were gonna make ten dollars on it. Well, a week and a half later, those margins become thinner and maybe you're only making two or three dollars on it mm-hmm. because the number of sellers, you know, and what they call the race to the bottom. So everyone is competing on price, trying to get their own sales, you know, fighting for that buy box. Okay. And so um, I realized that there, there are some sellers that use that model and they're very profitable. They're really good, you know, at sourcing online. They're really good at sourcing in-store, but it's really time intensive. And so I, I homeschool. I have two children. I have a 13-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. Okay, great. And, and I homeschool both of them. Um, and so I... I realized that time for me was going to be a major factor in allowing me to scale this business up. And so I started looking into private labeling. Now the great thing about private labeling is for the most part you know you own that buy box 100% of the time exactly. because it's your product um, you know if you brand it right and you go through all the right processes you can pretty much control that listing and so um, so I started diving into that because that's where I wanted to be I wanted to be in the space where I control the buy box 100% of the time Yeah So um started doing research um, started researching different categories and, and found a niche product um, and, you know, made connections with the uh, manufacturer. I actually, all of my products, I import from China. Okay. And so um, I went all in. I saw the model. I saw that it worked. I knew that time-wise, this is where I wanted to be. And so I invested uh, a lot of money, a lot of capital in those first few products threw them in the uh, Amazon catalog, got them on the warehouse and um, and luckily you know they all been they've been selling you know yeah. they're on the first or second page of search doing really well. I think I, I'm averaging like the last three months, I'm averaging between 40 and 45,000 a month. Just in my private label products.
0: Nice. Now let's back up uh, just a little bit because I kind of you know I got all that, but for the people that are new, so let's just take people real quickly through. You know, you're you're creating that that brand. Okay, I'm using air quotes. Um, You're creating that brand. Now, are your products related? Okay, to one another and. Give us a little, just a little quick, um, you know, idea of how you went about looking to see if these products were worth investing in or did you just take a chance and say,
1: I think they're going to sell? Sure. So what's great about Amazon is they do the market research for us. Um, they, They allow us to see what the rank is on on their products in the given category right and so you know hopefully they'll continue to do that you know at any time Amazon could decide they're gonna pull that back mm-hmm. but what that means is so say you're looking at a product in the toy category uh, I forget the exact amount of products there are I think maybe around four million so maybe there's four million uh, toys in the toy category well there's certain search methods that you can use when you break that category down where you can see some of the top-ranked toys that are selling on Amazon. And so, uh, you know, what that tells me is if I'm going to private label a toy, and again, this is how I approach it, I look at some of the top-ranked toys. Now, my sweet spot particularly is toys, or not just toys, but products that are ranked from about two thousand to about 6,000. And so those are products that I want to research and I want to look at uh, as possible products that I can private label. And so if I see a toy that um, has private label potential and it's ranked at, say, a 3,000 rank, I'll go and there's different websites that you can look at that will actually give you the history of how long that toy has been selling at 3,000 rank, as well as the history of the price of that toy. And so, what I want to do is instead of bringing something new to the Amazon marketplace, I only want to private label things that are already selling or things that are very similar to what is already selling. And so, you know, my research is basically looking in those categories and trying to see products that are selling between 2,000 and 6,000 rank, and then seeing if I can, you know, get those manufactured. You know, or maybe find the wholesaler that's a distributor of that item that I would be able to put my own brand on. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah. No,
0: that makes that makes total sense. And I, I wanna I wanna point something out here because a lot of people when they're doing this research and a lot of the the, the courses out there are teaching to find something in you know the top one hundred uh, of any category, which I'm not a fan of um, because you know then you're just asking for it. But in your case, you're going between two and six thousand, and I think that's a that's a great number. I usually start looking at it. You know, so one of my items is at least, you know, that or that I'm researching at least is like 500 to a thousand. And then if it falls off from there to, to 8,000, I'm okay. Cause I know that there's a lo- still some market there, but let me ask you something. When, when you have uh, when you're looking at 2000 to 6,000 for you in your category, uh, and I'm not saying you have to give away your category, but I'm saying, what are you anticipating that that could possibly sell in that range? Is it 20 a day? Is it 30 a day? I mean, what's, what's, what are you looking at?
1: Sure. So every category is different. And I'll just kind of give you my philosophy on, on what I'm trying to do. Um, my goal is to be able to have 30 to 35 private label products that sell on average $100 a day. And so each of my private label products, I want to net at least $10 on for each cell. And so I just recently launched a, a product and my net on it is $13 for each cell. And I'll be honest, I'm just trying to sell three to five of those a day. Mm-hmm. If I can average $100 in gross sales, you know, or if I can average $30 to $50 in net, that's what I want to do. Now, if you can imagine, if you have 30 products, right, that that you're averaging net between $30 and $50 a day on, you're making a really good living. And, and those products are products that, you know, like this product I have right now, it's ranked at... 3500 mm-hmm. and it's in the kitchen category, and it's averaging between four and five sales a day. Okay, good. And so, um, you know, yeah, so you don't like, you know, my thing is, you you want a product, if you can sell, you know, $100 a day, and, and again, maybe net between $30 and $50, and you have 30 products, you're, you're really, I mean, that's a good salary you're going to be bringing in every year. And so, and and again, also those like, those kind of stay hidden you know you, right. you that's why i like that rank between 3000 and 5000 there's the competition is not as fierce when you when you're looking at a product, you know, like between 100 and 1,000 rank, that competition is going to be fierce. And not only do you have to launch your product, but you're going to have to continue to massage that yep. product, yep. you know, to keep it at that at that level. Yeah. Uh, now, in order to do that, in order to get 30 private label products, you really have to have some cash capital, you know, that you're going to be able to be able to sit on for a little bit because you you don't have a high sales velocity. But I think that's a realistic approach, you know, to private labeling products. Not everybody's gonna have a bestseller. You know, maybe maybe two out of those thirty are going to hit that thousand rank, you know, right. and that's, to me, that's a bonus.
0: Okay. That's, that's some great advice. And I, I like that because you're kind of going under the radar a little bit and you're not, you know, putting yourself out there, which I just did an interview with Troy Peterson and, uh, you know, he kind of went at it, you know, kind of blind and not thinking he was, or not even knowing if he was going into a competitive market and found out he was, because the minute he started selling his competitors started leaving negative, uh, reviews and he was bad <laughs> on that. And, you know, that whole thing. So, you know, lesson learned, but you know, your strategy is going after just those stragglers in a sense where, you know, you're, you're only looking for five to 10 sales a day. You're not looking at getting 20, 50, you know, a hundred sales a day. And if you do great. Uh, so right. yeah, I, I definitely like that approach. Now let me ask you this though, cause I know people are going to be asking themselves this is so to go ahead and, and launch a new product, what do you usually look at as far as, or how much do you uh, plan on getting as far as inventory quantity to get something started? Is it is it a couple hundred? Is it a thousand? Is it 5,000? What is that?
1: Yeah, so, you know, like I said, I get all my, um, all my products I, I import from China, yep. and so for the most part, you know, their minimum order quantities are going to be h- higher, uh, as well as, you know, um, you know, so you're going to have to invest a little more. You know, if you're sourcing overseas, mm-hmm. if you really want to um, to get the lowest price possible for the product, um, and so you know, like this last product that I launched, I actually bought 950 units of it, okay. um, and uh, and so yeah, that's a it's a significant investment. Yeah. Yep. But again, what, what's awesome about Amazon, you know, and this is just the age that you and I live in, which I think is it's crazy. You know, you, you can place a product in front of millions of customers. I mean, there's never been a time, you know, minus the last 10 years, you know, or 15 years since the Internet, um, where you can basically bring a product to market and you can put it in front of millions of customers. And, you know, here's a, another piece, because people question, you know, ask this often. Well, isn't the market going to get saturated? Right, right. And, and it does. It definitely does on certain products. However, the great thing is you got new customers that are coming online every day. I mean, for the most part, it's still it's only 10% of all retail goods are purchased online right now. You know, yet the growth is 20 to 30% year over year. Yeah. And so, you know, even though more products are coming, um, you know, more private labelers are coming, more customers are still coming to the marketplace.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I agree. It's uh it's the wide open West, as they say, you know, it's, uh, it's still, it's still new and it's green. And, and the thing is, is, and like we kind of, uh, you know, alluded to in the beginning, like people saying, well, isn't it going to get saturated? So I I probably shouldn't start. Well, the thing is you should start and you should start building your brand. And from there, uh, just strengthen the brand. And over time it's going to become easier uh, to, to release and launch new products. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that myself. All right, cool. So, uh, we, we got you to where your, your, your plan is to, to sell products in the, in the two to to three, 4,000, uh, range as far as bestseller rank, that's kind of how you do your product research. Um, and then if it's something that's going to align with your, with your brand, you launch it. So the next question would be, how do you launch the product? What do you do? What are what are kind of the basic steps that you do? You list it, of course. You take some nice images. uh, You know, but how do you get that into the marketplace to start being seen?
1: Sure. And and this is where I think a lot of people get um, they get caught or they trip up with private label. And this is why a lot of people don't do it. It's definitely a lot more work than retail arbitrage or online arbitrage. And so that's why I think it's still kind of, um, it's new territory for a lot of sellers because, you know, creating your own listing, coming up with a brand name, coming up with a logo, um, dealing with the manufacturer, it's really a lot more brain work than going to Walmart, you know, and scanning a label and then sending it into the Amazon warehouse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so,
1: um But that's, you know, so it's a higher barrier to entry, right? Yeah. But that's also why it's a great reason, you know, for you and I to get into the market because there are a lot of lazy sellers who won't put in that work. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. So what what I tell people is the, the couple things when when you bring your own brand or your own product, right, and you create that product page, it's just kind of like eBay. I mean, when you look on eBay, you see that there's some listings where the creators do an excellent job. Uh, the pictures are nice. Um, you know, the detailed descriptions are great. And you know, for me, I feel a little more confident. Buying from those sellers, right? Well, Amazon's the same way. So, if I'm going to spend all this time, you know, making connections with manufacturers and uh, and you know, importing a product, then the number one thing that I have to do is I have to spend money and I have to spend time in creating great pictures. And so, you know, on Amazon, those pictures are like to me, they're the number one thing you have to do that's going to draw. A customer in, and so if that means that you need to learn, you know, photography, so you become right, a great photographer, right. or it means that you outsource it. Um, like this last, um, this last product that I launched, I paid two hundred and seventy-five dollars to have pictures made, and that that was for only five pictures. Yep. And so you know, I paid two two seventy-five to have five product photos, you know, on that listing page. But, um, but that's the number one thing. And, so, and then the second thing is you have to put time into creating a great title and creating a great product description. And so, again, if you're not a great writer, go to Fiverr or find you know, someone that can do good sales copy. And spend either spend money or spend time, yep. because it's really not worth you know you spending time again importing the product if you're not going to spend time and creating a great detail page because that's how you separate yourself right. From your competitors, they're going to have really similar products, and I'm sure you've seen it. You can bring up, you know, different Amazon product pages, and some of them they just look they look crap.
0: Yeah, sir, you know, I've actually seen it where I see the the images that were on Alibaba, <laughs> and I'll see I'll see that picture used as their picture. Right. Which was taken yeah, yeah. with a you know a, a crappy cell phone and it just looks so amateur. And one thing to bring up too with these higher uh, resolution images, um, you also get that feature where you hover over and it magnifies it. And that's another thing that Amazon likes, and they'll actually give your listing a little bit more juice, if you will, uh, because it it gives them all of the uh, criteria that they need to make that listing look at its best. So definitely 250 300 bucks to have those images created, I think is, is cheap. I think, and, and I think it's worth every single penny because how many sales are you going to generate from those images for a very long time? You know?
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely. So yeah, you, you got to put the work in there and it's hard. And if you're not an administrative person, you know, then it's, it's even a little more difficult. And, and so there's a lot of sellers that I know, you know, that do retail and online. They've never created their own listing on Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah They've always just scanned you know current UPCs and it's just they're kind of fearful of it. But once you start doing it, it's kind of like eBay. You know, once you figure out how to create a listing on eBay, you become better at it. Well, Amazon's the same way. You know, once you go through the process, you just have to do it, and then each time, I think you get a little better at it. Yeah, and you
0: know, and the other thing that I tell people is, is, you know, if you're looking at this product, you probably have competitors in that space that are probably doing a decent job. So just look at their listing and see what they're doing right and then not copy it, but just insp- get inspiration from it. And then you can kind of see how, how it's laid out. You can see the bullet points. You can see the des- description. You can see their images. You know, you can see, you know, and, you know, use all of the image spots if you can. You know, uh, don't just put up two images, you know, try to try to use them up, even if it's just making, uh, you know, a screenshot of some testimonials that you had gotten, you know, or uh, just something to give them more to look at because then it look, makes makes the listing look more complete. Uh, Yep, absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. And I also say this, I'll kind of um, back up a little bit, you know, when it comes to bringing your own product too, and this is why I always, I only sell what's already selling on Amazon is there's, it's not like a magic um, pill that if you put something on there, it's going to sell. You have to sell something that people are actively searching for. And so, you know, if people are not actively searching for your product, I don't care. Like you can launch it. You can give away like a hundred units and it may it may go down to like maybe even num- a top 10 rank you know for 2 or 3 hours right. but if people aren't searching for it it's going to go up to a 100,000 rank you know within a week right and so you know that's where you have to put the time and research in to make sure that it's a product that people are actively Putting in that Amazon search bar, you know, so whatever those keywords are, and so that's where you got to use, you know, go to Google keyword, you know, uh, search and and use all the Google analytics. You know, to see if people are looking for for your keywords off of Amazon. Right. I mean, that stuff's all free. Right. Right. You you can do that free, and you can see like how many hundreds of thousands of searches you know are done every month. You know, for those particular keywords that you're looking for, and um, and so that's one thing. Like I'll caution people because they see like the sales that I have, and. And I say, look, I'm only selling that because people are actively searching for it. Right. You know, right. So don't think that you can bring something to the Amazon catalog and take great pictures and, and, and do great product detail page and think that it's automatically going to sell. Exactly. Because exactly. that's that's not key. If you bring junk that people don't want, it's not going to sell. not going to sell.
0: doesn't matter how much promotion you put behind it. No. No. Okay, that's great. So now, okay, uh, we've got that part of it. But now, how do you do? You just list it and then just get sales, or do you use Amazon Pay per click, or do you maybe, uh, you know, let people know in a certain group? Like, how do you launch that product to start getting those initial sales to get the ball rolling?
1: Yes. Sure. So. You know, there, there's a number of different strategies that that people will utilize, um, and you know, there, there's some there's some folks that teach. You know, you you can you can launch a product, and and there's different review services. You know, that you could use. Um, I think like you might use uh, Thomason, or I know that you know of Thomason. Yep. It's yep. a website where uh, bloggers you can basically give promo codes. Um, so, they can get your product for almost for free and, and then give honest reviews on it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, like that's one strategy. Um, you know, if you're willing to sacrifice, you know, maybe 25 or 30 units, and I consider that advertising cost, yes. you know, then you can reach out to a group like that, give them promo codes. And basically, that creates sales velocity, which is going to, you know, lower your rank. And uh, and then hopefully, you've got a good enough product that those reviews are going to roll in, you know, at four or five stars.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: And so, yeah. you know, that that's that's definitely one way you can do it. Uh, another way is if you don't want to spend money on using a review service, and this is what I did for, for my first products, is I just reached out to family and friends. And so, you know, I said, hey, you know, you guys this is a product that i'm bringing i think that you'll like it you know if you could look at it you know it would really help me out you know if if you would purchase a few and then leave me some some honest reviews on it yep. and uh and so you know for me those first products that i brought that's how that's how i did it and and again once the once the sales velocity and rank is all dependent, you know, on sales. Sure, and sure. so, you know, once those start going and then, you know, you have a product that is not ranked, that may, is maybe like on the 30th page of search for those keywords. And and if you sell enough, uh, fast enough, you can get that down, you know, to the first, second or third page of search, which then hopefully those organic sales will begin to take over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty much how how it works. Yeah, okay.
0: So you pretty much got your systems down and it gets easier as you do more. And I'm sure if you have the products that are in the same uh, niche uh, market, uh, then it's going to be easier too because then they help each other uh, as you get sales and people will start seeing Frequently Bought Together and all that stuff. That's why, to me, it's a long play. You know, it's getting it started, but then it's the longer play of of, uh, having more that are going to help cross-promote each other when Amazon's going to basically do that work for you.
1: Sure. And so, yeah, like, so I have one brand that I'm building out. Like I have like 16 SKUs on it right now. Um, and it's all under my one brand. And then I have three other products that are totally unrelated that are in separate categories. And, you know, I give them, um, I don't know, I just made up a name for them based upon what the product is. Okay. And, And so, you know, Like, I have my brand, I call it my baby, that I want to continue to nurture, I want to continue to grow, you know, and really uh, push that brand out. That's a brand that I would like to eventually have my own website Mm -hmm. for. You know, have my own Facebook page for, uh, I believe in it. I believe that there's a market for it and I believe that I can grow. And of course, like that's that's really the ultimate goal, right? That if you can find a brand that you'd be able to build out where you could sell it on your own website, because here's the thing about Amazon, it's a great platform, um, but it can be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I have a number of friends who have been suspended, you know, and a few of them that were selling over a million dollars a year mm. and suspended from very silly stuff. You know, basically, Amazon, it, they shoot first and they ask questions later. Right. And, and so that's another piece of advice uh, I always give folks. Make sure you play by Amazon rules. If you do not play by Amazon rules, you will get burnt. Amazon is different than eBay. And I know eBay is trying to toughen up. And, and there are some pretty um, horror stories I've heard on that as well. But Amazon is definitely stricter. And so, you know, when you're selling an Amazon sandbox, make sure you play by those rules of that sandbox
0: yeah no I I agree 125 uh, percent yeah you you, you got to build out your brand but yeah uh, like you said something can happen tomorrow so um, and, and it's funny that you say that because uh, and I want people to, to listen to that you just said you're you're building your baby right you're building your brand and you haven't even built a website yet and I'm a big fan of that because I my my uh, brand has been well basically now a little over 120 days and I just put a blog and a, and a website together to start content marketing. So this way here, I can also get organic sales coming off of Amazon from Google, but onto the website, and uh, and that's my my second phase of this. But I didn't do it until I knew that I was going to be building this brand because it proved itself to me with dollars, right? right. You know, I got the sales, and I know that I'm going to be able to build a product line around this. So. Uh, now I've started the, the website and the blog thing, and I'm going to, you know, go ahead and start building that out. But I I love it that you said that because so many people are like, okay, well, if I start this business and a brand, I got to have a website, I got to have a blog, I got to have a Facebook page, I got to have a YouTube channel, all this stuff. You don't need any of that. Don't even Mm -hmm. consume yourself with that, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's another thing, like, and I know, um, I've heard you say too, is like a lot of times folks get caught up. they, They analyze too much. Yeah. And and part of this is you just have to go for it. You got to take action, you know. And you and you just have to take those baby steps and kind of throw out what's out there and see if it works. Right. Um, and you know, like and again, Amazon, man, what a great platform you and I have. It only cost us forty dollars a month, know. you know, in the subscription fee to be able to use their platform. And they're just continuing to build out. So I just got a call last week from um, uh, Amazon rep, and they're getting ready to open up Amazon Mexico. And, wow. uh, and he's like, look, Andy, we can, we can put your products on there. You can just, um, merchant fulfill them until they're still working on building their warehouses down there. Yeah. You know, he said like double your price, you know, but, and they're going to do all that work for me. Sure. I don't have to do anything. Sure. And so he says, you know, the platform is going to work. We're going to put your, all your items. We'll download them. You'll be on the Mexico site. The items will be merchant fulfilled. You set the price. And uh, and when they sell, you ship them. Right,
0: right. No, I know. <laughs> and it's
1: doing all the work. Yeah,
0: it's it, it's crazy. It's it's only going to get bigger, and they're they're going to keep broadening their their reach. Amazon is so. Yeah, I mean, we got to take advantage of of it while we can. Um, okay, we're going to be wrapping up here soon, though, Andy, because I know you got to run. Um, but I did want to ask you another. Uh, thing here, and this is kind of selfishly for myself, but people were going to learn from it. Do you do anything right now to gather data, you know, information from your customers like an email address uh, so this way here you could follow up with them legally, air quotes again, um, within the terms of service?
1: So, yeah, right, right now I don't, and that's just because um, I know how I feel when, when I'm getting emails, and, you know, and I purchase a lot of things on Amazon. And so, you know, I'll get emails from the third party sellers who are probably using those, you know, different services that are asking, you know, for for my input or, you know, asking if I like the product. And I just delete them. And basically, I look at them as wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I want to leave a review for something, then I'll take the time to do it. But to be honest, I never I never leave reviews. I just don't have the time. And so um, when it comes to that sometimes I think it's better left alone. And again, people have different philosophies. Um, and so uh, I just, for me, it's a issue of opportunity cost. Right. And so my, my time that I really want to invest heavily in right now is continuing to find more product mm-hmm. to bring to the Amazon marketplace. And so I'm happy with the sales that I'm currently generating with my current um, you know, private label products. And time wise, I want to spend as much time as I can sourcing new product and continuing to bring it. Now, you know, as my business builds, I hope to be able to to possibly outsource some of that, you know, and I may I may you like some of my products that have the best reviews, right? Right. Those are probably the customers I may want to contact. Okay. You know, because that way, for the most part, I can figure like maybe 90 percent of the people are going to be really happy about it, you know, because they're already leaving organic reviews, you know, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I may reach out to contact them. But um, but as far as me actually doing it myself, I just don't have time at this point. Uh, you know maybe in the future I'll look at that right. What do you, what's your thoughts on that um,
0: actually I did a, a little bit of an episode on that I'll do more um, I am a believer in follow up but, but I believe in follow up to add value um, and mine is always my first email is uh, basically just letting them know that uh, um, you know that I'm here for them basically and if you have any questions let me know and I don't push reviews I push feedback a little bit I don't really push it I just say you know and if there's anything wrong let me know and I'd be glad to make it right for you because that's what we want to do and if everything was great. Let us know that too. And you can just click the link here and let us know. Thanks. And you know, we're a small business. I give them that whole thing. And and then from there, so I'm pushing feedback because it builds up my channel as feedback, but it also filters any negative reviews. And then I can kind of either make it right or I can have those deleted because Amazon won't allow seller feedback to be product related. Right. Um, and then my, I've got two other emails that go out about five days apart, and I give them also a PDF download that helps them with the product. Um, I give them videos that help them with the product. Uh, so, and then, uh, you know, basically in there, I just put a little, little thing that if you haven't left a feed, uh, you know, a feedback, we'd really appreciate it. Cause it does help our business, our small business. And that's been working really, really well. So I know it's, that's- it's different for different people, but I'm, I'm definitely getting three to four, uh, feedbacks a day on one product. And I'm converting, uh, each of those probably about 75% of those into reviews. So I'm getting, you know, two, two things out of one. And I think I'm adding value. So it depends if you're just hitting them over the head for a review, review, review. Yes. If you can give them value and give them maybe a a bonus that they weren't expecting or uh, something not spammy or sleazy, then do it. If not, then don't. Um, My thing is, is that I would like to be able to collect their email addresses so I could let them know of future products not spamming right. them but letting them know and i think also if you if you collected those emails and then all of a sudden you get booted off of amazon you've got to now a customer base of people that bought your products but yep. you got to be within the guidelines and it's funny cuz just on the group the other day there was some discussion on it and a gentleman had a really good idea which is totally true is you can offer them a warranty for your product and in order to register you need to give them your email address and this is typical you buy a tv yep. you get a card you got to fill out your information so he was saying that within t- terms of service, it's totally fine. I may want to confirm that with Amazon, one of their customer reps, just to cover my bases. But I thought that right. was a good idea. Put a little insert card in there. And you can uh, basically even put in there like you want to be on a VIP. They, they can become a, a VIP uh, customer that will also get uh, you know non-public uh, specials, this, that, and the other thing. But grabbing the customer email, I think, is huge.
1: Yeah. No, that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I I. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Let me, Let me uh, again, take one more step back. Sure. And I know we're finishing up here. Uh, you know, I just want to point out, too, the best way to separate yourself, and maybe you've talked about this on your previous episodes, is to bundle your product. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I have a new product that I'm launching here in two weeks, and I have a physical book that I'm Uh, putting with the product. nice. And so, um, it's not a PDF download. It's actually, I'm going to box up the physical book, a physical book with the product. And I have those, you know, in the pictures. And so that it just allows me to separate myself. Right. Um, and it allow, it makes it a little harder for other sellers to jump on my listing, um, because they don't have that physical book as well. And so, you know, for your listeners, You know, when you bring that product to market, you definitely to separate yourself, you want to bundle it with something else. You know, make it unique, make it so that it's going to be extremely difficult for another seller to jump on your listing, which any seller can. Um, Now, you know, you can you can go through processes, you know, to bump off that seller, but sometimes it can be time consuming. um, And most of the time, Amazon listens to you. Sometimes they don't. But, um, but bundle that product, make it unique, make it you know, uh, something that another seller won't be able to put together that adds value to it. That is going to let your product stand
0: out. I like that. I like that. You could even put together a little guide if you had a product and that was more like a manual, but yet, but yet it had information in there to help use the product, even if it was wasn't even that big of a book, like a forty-page book or something. Uh, I think that yes. that would be nice. And glossy cover. You can get that. Those made relatively inexpensively. Uh, I like I like that. Um, and I've always said that if you're gonna if you want to separate yourself. Add an accessory to it or something that they're not offering. That's something that you would buy normally separately, but you get it together. So similar to the bundling.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And this is something, you know, too. you, You can bundle branded products and you're like a private labeler. Right. Look, if you don't, if you don't want to do the work of contacting a manufacturer, you know, or you know, um importing from overseas. You can become a private labeler just by bundling branded products. So take, you know, 3 separate Monster High dials yes. and and make, you know, buy a UPC code from eBay and make your own product page and that that's you actually are kind of private labeling. That's your own product that you're bringing, you know, to the marketplace that's going to be searched because people put in Monster High dials. And so, you know, if your product if your bundle has value, then it's going to be right up there and custom customers and if you you know here amazon customers love bundles and they love easy
0: yes yep no, that's, those are awesome tips. That's awesome. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up. Andy, I know you got to run, uh, but I really, really just want to say thank you so much for taking the time. And we could definitely do another call at some point. We can even dive in a little bit deeper to each one of these things that we discussed a little further. But uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you. And I know everyone else listening is going to uh, be very thankful. How can people get a hold of, uh, of you if they wanted to contact you or if they want to reach out and ask you a question? Is there any website or is there a email or how do you want that to work?
1: Sure, you, you know the best way is just Facebook. Okay, so if you if you search Andy Slammons, you know it's, it's kind of a unique name. Um, I'll, I'll come up on Facebook. Uh, another way is is you know the the Facebook group you and I are both in Amazon Private Label Sellers. Yep. Um, You know we are both in there, which is a great group. Uh, but if you you know just PM me, you can post something on my wall you know, that's one thing that I found about Facebook. It just seems to be the place where people are at. Yeah. And so, uh, definitely, you know, just hit me up on Facebook. That's the easiest way.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, again, this has been, this has been really, really great. And I know everyone's going to be really, uh, commenting on this as well. So yeah. Uh, Hey, well, good luck to you and definitely going to have you back. And, uh, you know, we can, basically kind of catch up to how you're up to your 30 or 40 products that you're uh, that you're going for for 2015. So, uh, yeah, right. awesome to have you, and uh, thanks again for being on the show.
1: All right. Thanks, Scott. Have a great day. Ain't no problem.
0: All right, so there you have it. There is the interview recording from Andy Slammons, and uh, I just hope that uh, you can see that there's differences in everyone's strategy when it comes to selling on Amazon. Now he started with the the uh, arbitrage model, which you heard, and then that helped him learn about how to just sell within the Amazon ecosystem, all right? So that was also allowing him to basically see the opportunity in private labeling. You can cut through the beginning of that and just go right with private labeling, which I would advise, but of course like we mentioned too there's a little bit of an of a barrier to entry because you have to have some money and there's more that goes into it like Andy had mentioned you know you got to come up with your your brand title you've got to come up with your logo you've got to you know make sure that you have stickers and your UPC codes all of that stuff we've already talked about on other episodes, which we'll talk about it in, in more depth in future episodes, but you can see that there's so much more potential in my eyes, and there's less work because you don't have to keep going out and finding new uh, you know new sales and and new great offers, and you don't have to compete with the buy box. So again, I just wanted to say that this has been an awesome interview. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you have any questions, you can just go ahead and head over to TheAmazingSeller.com and you can leave them there, and there's a a button there that'll have my head on it and it'll have Ask uh, Scott, and then you can ask a question there, or you can just go to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, all right? So, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Once again, I want to thank you for listening. I also want to thank everyone that has been leaving reviews and feedback on iTunes. I really, really do appreciate that. And uh, like we had talked in the beginning of this, uh, you know, I was at number 14, I think in business and marketing, which is awesome. And I couldn't have done it without you guys. And uh, it's just, it's just awesome to be, uh, to be recognized, I guess, at, uh, at, you know, putting this together, but also that we're actually doing something positive here. So, so, just thank you. All right. And if you haven't left a review yet or a feedback on iTunes, all right, go over there, do that. Leave a couple of words over there, what you think of the show. And uh, that would be totally awesome. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Get out there, find your product. If you haven't found it, you have a product, find another one. All right. Or just build your brand. All right. And become the best amazing seller you possibly can be. All right. That's it. I'll talk to you later. Take care.